0: listening to The Big Lift, the podcast of Webtrends Optimize, the CRO solution that enables marketers and developers to maximise the ROI from their digital properties. Webtrends Optimize is a powerful, feature-rich and easy-to-use solution, all delivered within a fixed-price contract, with no additional cost for increased functionality, ever. During these podcasts, we meet some of the key influencers within the testing and conversion world to understand their roles and examine their challenges. Today we're in conversation with John Mills, head of optimization at digital strategy company Unipro. John has spent his entire career thus far working in digital technology and for the last 10 years more specifically in conversion rate optimization. He's worked his way through the ranks from website manager at Puregroove through companies such as Stenoline, Jobsite and Camelot before joining Unipro just over a couple of years ago. What John doesn't know about CRO just isn't worth knowing. Even back in 2012, one of John's former employers recognised his talent. I'm paraphrasing, but the general gist was his deep understanding of user experience, in-depth analytical skills and commitment to optimising results made him an outstanding digital professional. So John, you have a very interesting background having worked for both client side and agency side. What do you think are the fundamental differences between the two? And why did you make the move towards an agency?
1: Well, actually, there's quite a few similarities, probably more than you would think, um, between agency and client side. Um, Agency is obviously much faster paced and I kind of try and approach everything in the same way, whether I'm client side or agency side, which is any role that pretty much anyone would do at any job is to, when you start, try and demonstrate value and that will work the same way agency or client side agency side obviously you need to start demonstrating value a lot quicker but I treat myself as kind of an investment so I need to show kind of ROI for the work that I'm doing for the client or for my employer if I'm working client side. Um, Main reason for moving to agency is I've worked in various different industries and lots of different verticals. Agency enables me to use the skills across lots of different businesses all at different points in their CRO journey so Every day is like a new challenge. I'll be working on someone that's really been doing CRO for a long time and got lots of really difficult, interesting things to do. Whereas other clients might be kind of just starting out on their CRO journey. So there'll be lots of interesting new discovery things to do with them. So every day is like a really new and exciting challenge for me.
0: From what I was reading, you've spent about 10 years in the optimization space. How things have changed over those years?
1: Uh, They've changed a lot. So back when I first started optimizing websites and looking at CRO, it was a fairly new discipline. So everyone was on the same journey together. They were all learning and discovering new things. The technology was quite new. Tool vendors were quite new in the space as well. So there was a lot of discovery and there wasn't the volume of information or um, misinformation that's available online now. So, you know, there's a lot of things where it's like, just do this thing and you'll get an instant uplift. And Anyone that works in the space and has worked here for a while will know that it's all about data, insights, discovery, and kind of knowing that every client or every website is different, every user is different, and finding things out that way. So it's been interesting to see how the whole industry has grown from a few people learning and discovering new things and kind of moving things forward that way to, you know, a very big industry with lots of people out there in the market space now.
0: Do you think it's moved away from being the black art yet?
1: For some people, yes. And for some people, no. I think it really depends on the industry. There's some industries that are very, very keen to look at CRO and it's an essential part of their business model. So if you look at things like gaming, they're very fast paced. They're doing lots of things with CRO and trying to maximize all of their ROI, whereas other more traditional industries, some of them are a bit slower to the uptake for CRO. But
0: do you think that the CRO market has become in any way commoditized?
1: Uh, yes and no. So most businesses now know that CRO is valuable. And they don't always know where to start, so they might turn to an agency to help. And a lot of the agencies have kind of commoditized CRO in a way that some of them will sell it as just an add-on to another service that they're doing. So you might be doing pay-per-click or something with them, and they'll be like, oh, we can do some CRO. Um, just give us some money and we'll do that. And sometimes, you know, that will be qualified with vanity metrics and not necessarily the statistical significance or the true results and kind of demonstrating the true value of CRO. It's literally just a quick commodity to get some extra cash.
0: You mentioned um, pay-per-click, and I think there's a lot of views in the market today that pay-per-click is now an essential part of the, the marketer's toolbox. Yet I'm, I don't believe yet that CRO is an essential part of um, the marketer's toolbox. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't believe it is, but I don't see that quite so much. What are you seeing in the market?
1: It really depends on the industry again. Um, one of the things that's sort of quite happens quite a lot is pay-per-click is very, very easy for everyone to understand. It's a simple model of you spend X, you get a return of Y. Uh, There's diminishing returns with that, obviously, and CRO can generate a much bigger ROI if done correctly. But because it's so difficult to understand, it's not often kind of picked up as much as it should be. So yeah, CRO, you have to kind of fully understand the business you're working with. You have to look at data and it's not so. You do X, Y happens. It's you do X. You understand why X is going to happen. You understand what Y might be. You look at the results. It's it's not as clean cut as a simple this goes in, this comes out. But there's a much bigger rewards if you do it properly.
0: And and you mentioned ROI earlier. Is that the way that you justify the costs in times of um, you know when budgets are tight? Um,
1: yeah, with our with looking at ROI, it's kind of a no-brainer with CRO you can do a couple of things very quickly like the first few things you can do can quite easily pay for the tool and the the team or the agency that are running the tool for for a year and then everything you're doing after that is just kind of pure profit
0: we're all kind of suffering in this lockdown or, or partial lockdown now as the restrictions are being lifted a little um, which industries do you feel have suffered the most and what would your advice be to help those companies get back on their feet
1: Good question. So lockdown overall has actually been very interesting to look at the different industries that have been affected. So some of the behavior has been very different to what you might expect. So I've seen some retailers have actually stopped trading online. You've got other retailers that don't have a web presence that are suddenly scrambling to get a website up really quickly. But I think the industry that's had the probably the biggest impact is the automotive industry. So there were some stats released quite recently saying that new car sales figures are the lowest they've been since 1946. So 97% lower than that of the same month in 2019. So if you look at April 2020, I mean, that's a huge, huge reduction. That's a big impact to a whole industry. And
0: how do you think CRO can help them?
1: There's definitely a lot of stuff to do. So I know we talked about um, some industries, sort of older industries that uh, not so up to speed with CRO and the benefits of it and they've got quite traditional models so it's quite often difficult to change that mindset but if you look at things like Tesla for example in 2018 78% of their Model 3 sales were all online so it's literally people buying a car with their phone so there's an appetite there for people to do that. Um, The best thing that you can do with CRO is start creating hypotheses, looking at the data that you have and kind of trying to work out how you can convert people that are researching cars into potential buyers. So um, I think it's approximately 92% of people research a car online before they start considering buying it. So there's definitely people out there looking online. It's just a case of how do we do that? So there's some kind of small steps you can do. You can start surveying people as they come to the site, you can contact your database, ask what would make them buy online, and then start building out hypotheses around that.
0: Um, there are quite a few companies, and it's not just Tesla now that's that's moving towards a, an online model. I think there Jaguar Land Rover are doing it, and I think Hyundai are doing it. Do you think that's the way forward, or do you think showrooms will still um, have a presence?
1: I think showrooms will always have a presence. It's always quite fun to go and look at cars and see what they look like. And, you know, they're quite tactile items. But I think as people get more and more used to doing things online, you've done your research. If you know which car is right for you, you'll buy it online, regardless as to whether a showroom exists.
0: So just much more general now, um, one of the things that I was kind of trying to ask is some some questions which we might get a little insight into is so what are the most interesting questions you've been asked uh, when in a prospective client meeting
1: oh that's a, a difficult question I, obviously I can't name and shame anyone but um, I think one of the most interesting ones I've had recently was a client that um, they clearly knew CRO and they knew their stuff and they were asking questions just to kind of try and catch me out a little bit just to see as a little kind of test to see if um, you know we were able to deliver on what we were talking about so asking things like um, which test would you recommend on this page or you know what would you do here and it's quite a, quite an interesting idea that they would just do that and obviously that the response is without the data you can't really make an informed decision so it was that was quite a fun question that I was asked in a recent pitch
0: And are clients now investing in data analysts themselves or are they leaving that to you guys?
1: Again, it depends on the industry and the clients. Some people have data analysts. Some people will get us to do it. Um, Some have both. So some people have the data analysts, but the analysts will be so busy they'll rely on the agency to kind of help them do that work for them and treat the whole CRO piece as a separate piece. So it really, really depends. Every client is very different. A
0: couple of years ago, we were talking about personalization and it's still very often used and sometimes confused with CRO. How would you differentiate the two terms?
1: They're both really good tools. And if personalization is used right, it can be used as a CRO tactic or, or method for increasing conversion rates. So Whilst they are different, I kind of see they kind of live together in kind of the same space. So if you are good at personalization, you're going to have an impact on your bottom line. It can be a really, really nice tool for conversion rate optimization.
0: And conversion rate optimization when you're talking to clients, is it the bottom line that they're really concerned with?
1: Pretty much every business, that's what the client is concerned with. If they say they're not, then, um, you know, someone else above them will be. You know, the CEO is always interested in how the business is doing and what the bottom line is.
0: And how do you um, gauge greater interest from the business into what you're doing? In what
1: regards? Sorry.
0: So you can, it depends on who you're involved with. Sometimes you're involved with the, the CMO or the marketing director or whatever, but other times you're much more tactical than strategic. Do you think CRO is now becoming much more strategic than it was before?
1: Yes, definitely. It's it's much more strategic and getting that kind of buy-in with the wider business is sometimes difficult. So some of the things we like to do is we like to present stuff in two ways. So the first part of anything that we feed back to the client will be quite Light, but with the kind of key stats and all the interesting stuff there. And then as you kind of go through, you can start explaining, kind of doing a a deeper dive into what's happened, why it's happening. So it's kind of everything we do tries to meet the requirements of lots of different audiences. So it's something to keep everyone interested in.
0: And one final question Um, Which websites do you feel has got CRO right? And if you want
1: to be able to mention a few, which do you think probably haven't done so well? Ooh. So I mentioned before, it's hard to to make any judgments without the data. So um, I can't really say without seeing the data that because, you know, every website is different. Every client is different. What works for one might not work for another. It all depends on the brand. So I can't really say who is doing stuff right or who is doing it wrong. Um, obviously, I wouldn't want to name and shame anyone anyway, but I think if it's any business that's looking at CRO, if they've got a strong hypothesis and they're using data and insights, not just gut feel and just sort of throwing things at the the wall and seeing what sticks, then they'll be doing it right. It's a test and learn methodology um, and that's where you're going to get the biggest return.
0: I'll let you off as to who you think isn't doing a good job. (laughs) Good. John, thank you very much for your time. It's been good to talk. I'm sure um, we'll get back together again at some point in time with regard to um, taking this further. But thank you again for sparing the time in these very busy um, days. And I look forward to speaking to you again.
1: Brilliant. Thank you very much.
0: OK, thanks a lot.